Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. This is your pain game podcast, where we talk about the game of living in and with chronic pain and trauma, getting to the heart of how to heal. I am your host, Lindsay Soprano. On the show, I plan on discussing with doctors, chronic pain patients, holistic practitioners, loved ones, and anybody that is interested in having their voice heard in the chronic pain and trauma world that we live in. You know, one thing that I have learned over the past couple years, and I probably should have learned this far before the past couple of years, is managing my diagnoses is part of a mindset, right? And I, I talk about this often on the show, but more so I talk about it behind closed doors with my sweetie and my loved ones about how we need to be more mindful. We need to shift our mindset. And it is absolutely true. And everything I do, every moment that I wake up, which is unfortunately 75,000 times a day and night when I'm trying to sleep or trying to do things, is how can I shift my mindset to get myself out of feeling this crappy all of the time? And when you live in chronic pain and you live in with, with CRPS like I do, there are moments and there are hours and there are days that feel hopeless, that feel sad, that feel that there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be abundant in my life, that there's no way that I'm actually going to care for myself because I'm caring for everybody else right now. And I know that it is a fault. My dad has always told me, One of the most amazing things about you, Lindsay, is that you're this, but it's also this that you suck at. It's the same thing. So all these wonderful things that I want to do for everybody is also really, really bad for me. So I've had to step back and really take inventory of where I am in my world, who I am, where I want to go, which is very different than it was five years ago, three years ago, sometimes yesterday. But one of the things that I've found that has been imperative for me is my morning routine. And I know it sounds lame and we're reading all of the books about we need to do our meditation. No, it's not lame. It is absolutely imperative to my life and it should be yours as well. We wake up. I don't care if it's two minutes. I don't care if it's two hours. Giving yourself time, putting you as the center. First and foremost, before your dogs, before your kids, well, okay, hold on. Before your dogs, that's crazy talk. After your dogs, then take care of everybody, (laughs) take care of yourself, and then everybody else trickles after that. But you know what? One of the things that I need to define in my world and continue to is that morning routine so that I don't end up on the evening news and then also end up in the morning news. (laughs) 
to be calm, to be deliberate, put deliberate time into my life and make phenomenal changes within those little spots. And I know it sounds strange that we can make huge changes in small amounts of time, but we can. And I have this amazing chick for you guys today. Her name is Rebecca Whitman, and she is going to help us do just this. She's going to talk to us about being balanced. She's going to talk to us about being beautiful, male or female, and abundant, and also embracing the power of our morning routine and that self-care. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my sweet and beautiful Rebecca Whitman. Hello, my darling. How are you? Hi, Lindsay. It's so great to be on the show. The show was a long time coming and I'm so happy to be here. It was a long time coming and thank you for some of the hiccups that came along the way. And guess what some of those hiccups came from? Me not doing the self-care that I needed to and taking on everybody else but me. Rebecca is an international best-selling author get ready for the accolades. I mean, they're going to keep going on and on. She graduated with honors from Princeton. No big deal. She hosts the top 1.5% globally ranked Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant podcast. She has been featured in New York Weekly, Miami Magazine, LA Weekly Magazines, and so many more. And I love LA. In addition to her appearances on ABC and CBS, she has guested on more than a hundred podcasts and now another one. <laughs> Thank you for being here for me. I and us, I am rolling out the red carpet for you, babe. So I'd like to start talking about what self-care really means to you and how we are missing the mark on that, which really helps us step into abundance. Thank you for all the accolades. I, you know, <laughs> I never thought that I would be uh, like world-renowned coach, I actually moved to LA to be an actress. And when I was an actress, I was not a successful one. I never got my big break and my my spirit, my ego, everything got just broken because here I was, this was my childhood dream when I was three to move to LA and to be an actress. And by the time I got here, I was 30 and maybe I missed the boat or didn't sleep my way to the top. Who knows? Uh, that I needed to do a self-care practice to just be yeah. able to handle uh, being in Hollywood. Um, so I I decided to plan my days around my workout. And now I like to say body before business. And people mm. think that self-care, especially women that are wives and moms and you know caretakers, a lot of people call women selfish when they prioritize their self-care. So I had to reframe what selfish is. I actually had an ex-husband who used to call me selfish and we're divorced because he was uh, not a very nice person. But when I would do self-care, he would call me selfish. So I had to reframe it and say, you know what? Self-care is selfish and selfish is a good thing because if I'm not selfish, then I'm going to burn out, get sick, and then not be of service to anyone. So women really need to change yeah. their paradigm around self-care. And I think of self-care as a cup of tea. If your cup of tea is full of self-care, then you can show up for everyone else, for your boss, for your coworkers, for your best friend, for your kids, for your spouse. But if you're depleted and you show up, you have nothing to give anyway, and you're just showing up as just a shell of a person, and you're not you're not going to be of service that way. 
Yeah. And you feel so incredibly empty and lost. And I, I have my moments. In fact, I had one yesterday. I was, I was just an empty shell to use your words. And, and thank you for saying that because that's exactly how I felt yesterday. I was like, I'm not good to anybody right now. I, I, I'm like, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I am overwhelmed beyond overwhelmed. And I didn't even really know what I was overwhelmed with. It was just because it was so much. Because I said, yes, 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 yes. I'll take care of it. I'll do it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I've been like that my whole life. But I, what, I've never done that as somebody that has literal physical challenges, central nervous system, and this amount of pain. That person that I used to be, which probably was part of why I am in a wheelchair for part of my life and why I got sick is because I didn't have somebody like you saying what you just said. Mm-hmm. And we fall into that trap, especially as women, because we're super women. That's what we've been yeah. told we're supposed to be. So uh, how do you help us, you know, get into this abundant space and, the, and, and help us realize that we are worth this selfishness, you know? Yeah. So I, I would tell uh, you or your listeners that are having trouble, like setting aside time for self-care, other than that selfishness is good is to have boundaries around your personal time. Money can be made, lost, spent, made again. The average millionaire goes broke four times, according to the book, Think and Grow Rich. But time is our most valuable resource because once we spend it, we never get it back and we don't know how much we have. And it's really challenging for women to set boundaries around their time and say no, no is a complete sentence. And when somebody that you really love is asking something of you, of course, you want to please them because women are natural pleasers. But I, you know, used to be codependent to people. And when I say no, and they weren't like high five, because I'm an approval seeker, I'm a validation addict, I want people to be like, yes, all the time, good job. And when I say no, oftentimes they are not happy with me. And I have to learn to detach from that and say, you know what, I am prioritizing myself and my self-care so that I don't get sick and so I can actually be of service to them later on in the day or later on in the week. And the people who don't understand that, then, you know, relationships are not forever. People are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I had to divorce that husband because he would he would give me a hard time about going to the gym every morning. And I was like, I just, I I can't live like this. I've got to prioritize my self care. And so I would tell your uh, listeners just, it's so hard to say no to someone you love, but no is a complete sentence and it's a muscle. The more you get used to saying no, the easier it gets. I love that. That Well, the no is a complete sentence is something that I've been working on for sure. And actually more so since you and I spoke in our meet and greet, but it's one of those things that it's actually turned into empowerment instead of fear, which in the beginning, it felt fearful. It was like, well, if I say no, well, well, what are people going to think? You know, and I mean, as something as simple as, and I know this sounds totally lame, but I had a conversation with one of my clients this week, in fact, and I said, I've been in business for 24 years. I am no, I will never, ever 
do a PowerPoint presentation again because I'm going to blow my fucking brains out if I look at PowerPoint ever again. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> no. And I know it sounds totally lame for, for those of you that are listening that have, did, have done PowerPoint decks for like their whole life like I have in marketing and working with investor presentations and all of it. It is like mind-sucking, emotional, just drolly, like the worst thing for me. And I know it sounds lame, but I said no. And my client was like, I've known for many, many years that you've hated this. It's about time that you said no. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, why didn't you not make me do this? But it wasn't because it was me saying, I got this. I got it. I'll do it. I'll yes, 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 yes. And I felt so good having that conversation. And the positive response was just like, boop. I stressed so much about how that response would be for me saying no. And he was like, all right, what? So you work in the seven pillars of abundance, right? Which spiritual, physical, emotional, romantic, mental, social, and financial. So let's talk about how you bring elegance into being a warrior, right? Especially as a woman, because that's how we are. Let's talk about what you do and your seven pillars of abundance. So basically, I live life in seven key areas, as you mentioned. And most people are hyper-focused on one or two, and they neglect the other ones. For example, if somebody's maybe obsessed with their relationship, but then they don't make time to go to the gym, or somebody's obsessed with making money, and they have no time to date. So I teach people that you can have a balanced, beautiful, and abundant life, and you can have excellence in all seven of these areas. And an elegant warrior is the perfect uh, mix of masculine and feminine energy. So elegance Mm -hmm. is refinement. It's being calm, not trying so hard, not pushing your energy, being magnetic. And warrior is fighting for your dreams and goals. And I teach women it's, it's the balance. It's not about just sitting at home being elegant, eating bonbons, because you're obviously not going to be successful doing that. But it's about aligning your energy, using the law of attraction, having positive thoughts, positive words, affirmations, so that people are magnetized to you and people want to work with you and hire you and buy your product, good or service. So it is the combination of action and magnetism. And for the purpose of our show, because we talk a lot um, in regards to emotions and trauma and pain and all of that, and I know that, and and I'm only going to speak for myself in this regard, but, you know, I wake up every morning, my alarm goes off at 3.50 a.m. It it used to start a little bit later than that, but life changes, right? And you got to ebb and flow with it. And so now I've got to get up a little earlier because it takes me about two hours for my body and my brain and my heart and my soul and all of these places that I've got to like kind of align to go, okay, you've got this today. I suck at it some days. I mean, for sure. Yesterday was one of them. I will absolutely, I own my shit, right? But overall, I, I pretty much nail it to the wall. But in the world where it comes with women that are living in chronic, and I'm sorry, men, we're going to put you to the side for a bit. For women that live in chronic pain or and are dealing with this feeling of 
being lost and hopeless and unable to financially hit some of their targets in life because we're being eaten alive by healthcare costs. Our, our health insurance doesn't cover 90% of what we need it to cover. Like, please pay for acupuncture, please, somebody in, you know, like you go on and on and on and all of that stuff adds onto our plate. And then we've got screaming kids or dark, darking bogs. Yeah. Barking dogs, husbands that are, I mean, we, we take it all in and we try so hard to manage it with a crown on our head that's not tilted. Mine is tilted and I'm okay with that. What can we do to help us understand that it is okay and that we will be able to hit all of the marks that we want? They might not be exactly the way that we may want them to be at the time, but how can you give us some guidance in regards to this? I would tell you, since you're speaking for yourself, is to strive for imperfection. And you're not a mistake if you make a mistake. And there's no such thing as failure because you either win or you learn. And because you are dealing with another obstacle to reach your goals and dreams, chronic pain, it's not a race, it's a process. And just do the next indicated action. If you feel like overwhelmed by everything you have to do and you're dealing with pain at the same exact time, it can be just debilitating. So it's like, what what is the next indicated action? Is it just making that phone call, doing that email? Maybe it's taking a meditation break. Maybe it's icing the part of your body that's in pain or... You know, just taking a break, just taking a, a hot salt salt bath. I mean, what what is the next indicated action to do right now to take care of yourself while in pursuit of your goals and dreams? Because if you if you keep pushing through pain and not listening to your body's signals to the extent you know that it gets you sick, then you could literally be hooked up to IVs and die. I actually, one of my heroes in the network marketing space, um, Jesse Lee, she got stage four cancer and died like at age 34. And she, you know, was a millionaire. She made like almost a million dollars a month and was, you know, workaholic working like 18 to 20 hours a day, but then she died. So how can you find the joy in the day, in the journey, in the moment, go easier on yourself it's, it's not a race to get anywhere. I mean, we're all going to die anyway. So, you know, it's not a race. It's just like enjoy the moments, the simple things like a, a hot cup of tea or coffee or petting your dog, you know, just watching the sun come up. You wake up so early at 3.50, you get to see the sun come up. So just be present and just find the joy in your day without pushing yourself toward perfectionism. The... <laughs> When you said strive for imperfection, literally like my butt tightened and I lifted and I got chills and I started to sweat a little bit and I wrote it down because I'm like, I think I might barf because I've never heard strive for imperfection in my life. And I've mentioned it a couple times on my show about a song by Alanis Morissette called Perfect. 
And when I was a freshman in college, I, I remember it like it was just yesterday. And I was in this, I was a, I was an opera major. And so I was in this drama troupe and we had the, the chick that was in charge of the troupe gave us these roles. And mine was a drunk mother. And believe it or not, my freshman year in college, I was pretty drunk all of the time. And I would show up for these, these practices, if you would. And I would, literally be still drunk from the night before. Wow. I have never talked about this out loud before. Wow. This is great. Congratulations, Rebecca, to you. Um, And I would, the song that she played during that practice was perfect. And one of those things that I dealt with as a kid was I was never going to be good enough. It was one of those things. So that perfectionism was part of me and part of me not wanting to be perfect was rebellion and doing everything that I could to show I'm not perfect. I've got all this shit going on with me. How can I be better? And I think some of those things transition and transfer into us as we get older, where we feel like we're not perfect and we seek that perfectionism. And I think that perfection is boring, right? Yeah. And I love that you said that. Strive for imperfection. What is per- what is perfect? Is sucks, man. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. Who do you know that's perfect? If you do, they're probably boring as hell. Nobody's perfect, and uh, imperfection is beauty. Imperfect, because if you're so perfect, you're like nobody can connect with you. You're not vulnerable. You're not real. I mean, you, Lindsay, are one of the most authentic, real podcast hosts I've ever met. So you are, you have a authenticity. Thank you for that. Yeah. So I think authenticity is a (laughs) lot more attractive than perfectionism. Perfectionism is really a way to keep people at arm's length because People don't feel connected to you when you're so perfect. And it's something I think that we struggle with when we're in relationships. I know with my, I I have that relationship with my mother where there's been, she almost vicariously, I think, wanted to live a little bit through me to a certain extent because she's scared to be somebody like me. And yes, it is scary to be somebody like me. I, I live in a scary world. World because I make crazy decisions and I I live 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 like crazy and life like it like there's like this is it even though I feel like I'm on like my eighth or ninth or tenth life nobody knows over here but it is exhausting to do that as well so between the striving for imperfection and not being perfect there's got to be this balance in here and that's where you come in. So help me figure out how to take that resilient, tenacious, crazy woman that does not want to be perfect and certainly doesn't want to be imperfect. How do we take somebody like me? Actually, I'm kind of a tough one. How do we take people? How do we take that resilience and that nature of ours to go, it's okay and be more balanced and be more calm to support your pillars of spiritual and physical and emotional, romantic, mental, all the things that you've said. How can we take those all and kind of blend them a little bit more and make them feel a little less difficult, but still more fun and uplifting? It's about planning out your week. So the first thing I recommend people do is have a couple non-negotiables, which one is the morning practice that you mentioned. That's spirituality. The second pillar is physical. So 
if you're in physical therapy, acupuncture, whatever you need to do to manage your pain, uh, exercise, yoga, whatever that is. Uh, the next pillar is emotional. Every moment you can choose fear or love. You can choose scarcity or abundance. So that is a moment to moment thing. When you feel yourself getting derailed and thinking, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. There's something wrong. Like, okay, I'm, I'm in a, I can't do it all. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. You can have an abundance conversation around time and energy. Like I have plenty of time. I have plenty of energy to get done what I need to do. So to shift uh, emotionally from scarcity to abundance, romance, I recommend just having one date night a week with your spouse. Or if you're looking for love, just set up one internet date a week, like a coffee or a lunch. Uh, the next one is mental, and that is listening to awesome podcasts like the Pain Game podcast. You can be listening to this podcast in the nooks and crannies of your day while you're doing housework or walking your dog or driving, exercising. Yes, it's the only show that you guys need to listen yes. to. Yes, and the Balanced Beautiful <laughs> Abundance Show. You only need to have two, and we'll cover everything. But yeah, so we'll, we'll cover it. We got you, babes. Doing your mindset work and then social. Yeah. Um, I just recommend one social visit a week with a friend or like a, a live event as some kind of a social function, a party, a networking event once a week. And then finally, financial. So when you're when you are focused on making money to have what I call power hours, be very mm-hmm. focused and just block out how many hours a day you are gonna focus on your business. So I, I teach not to quit your job, to have a side hustle. Uh, if your job is not fulfilling you, find something that you're passionate about. I help people go from passion to profit. And I have a course called Create Your Six-Figure Side Hustle. But you know, plan your day where you can actually do your financial uh, and do it in a way that is like fun, not not exhausting. Make sure that your side hustle, maybe you hate your job. So have a side hustle on something that you are really having fun doing and that you would be passionate about creating some time for in your schedule. So it sounds like a lot having all seven pillars of abundance and alignment, but when you plan it out for the week, you're not doing every pillar every day. Right. And you're, and you're not like, oh my gosh, am I, am I doing my abundance seven late? Like, like don't get overwhelmed with it. And I think that perfectionism leads to overwhelm. I And I can speak to that for myself because I have more damn things I didn't accomplish during the day at the end of the day. And I don't give myself credit for the 27,000 things that I did do. I focus on, well, fuck, I didn't get that done. It's like, Lindsay, tomorrow's another day. Like nobody died. Everybody's cool. (laughs) Like 99.9% of the people on the planet have no idea that you didn't accomplish that because that was my own list. But a lot of it comes from, I've been in this transition between I've run my marketing agency for 24 years this coming May. I've worked from home for 24 years. That has led to, then you add my physical stuff that's happened with my, my pain, my whatever. So that has, that, that has turned me more into a homebody than I was before. And my personality type looks and feels like I love being out and I love being part of people's lives. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 
I am agoraphobic. I do not like being in groups of people. I don't like people touching me. I don't like going to the supermarket. I don't like doing any of these things. So the social side of me has dropped over the past decade substantially. Some of that was my ex-husband. He was drunk every single moment of every single day of my life. So I never went in public with him. So that kind of started that part of it. And it's longer than 10 years. You know, so some of that came to it. Then I got diagnosed. And so I got more homebody. And then my sweetie, he moved in with my life. And now his world is all internal too. And so I am trying to figure out how I can get outside of this space. And yesterday, yesterday was a big day for us today, Rebecca. Honest to God, it's so weird. Yesterday, I was like, I got to get out of here. And I just left. I took my laptop and I left for four hours and I came back home and I slept for 11. (laughs) And for those of you that know me, I normally sleep two hours. So somebody just like magic wanded me and maybe it was you. (laughs) I conked out and I woke up this morning happy and feeling so ready to take on the day. And it's been a while since I've felt as good and uplifting and ready for abundance in a while. Cause I've just, this show takes a lot out of me too. Yeah. Cause I give it everything I've got, you know? Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. Oh, it is a great show, but you're a great show as well. So when it comes to the financial part, I want to talk about that for a minute because I think that when we think about abundance, finance is the first thing that everybody thinks about, right? Like, what can I have? What can I get? What can I pay for my bills? My bills, I know COVID hit everybody. Everybody got affected by it. No matter what kind of money that you make, it doesn't matter. We all got hit by it. Our lives changed. Our worlds changed. Our work worlds changed. The way we think about work, the way we think about our relationships within our workspaces changed. So how can we make finances not so scary in this world of abundance? Because I feel like those other six pieces we all forget when it comes to finance. Well, people think abundance is finance. They think that I'll just spend all my time and energy on work. I'll make a ton of money. I'll have enough yep. money to hire a trainer. Then I'll look really hot. Then I'll attract my soulmate. Then we'll go on spiritual retreats with other couples and be happy. So yep. it's really in reverse. I have a spirituality and physical first and second for a reason because we're not human doings. We're human beings. And we Ooh. manifest abundance by not doing It's people think it's do be have. I'll I'll do the doing. I'll make all the money. I'll I'll be happy, and then I'll have you know the life that I want. But it's actually uh, be if I'm happy, if I'm peaceful, if I'm content, I'm going to be happy. And happiness is a choice. Be then I'll do the things that create abundance, as in self care morning practice, taking care of my pain, taking care of my vessel, do be, and then I'll have the time and the energy to attract financial abundance or do the actions necessary to create financial abundance. So it starts from the beingness. It starts from the decision to be happy and to prioritize your self-care, not from it doesn't start from I'll just work all the time and make all this money and then and then I'll burn out and then I'll get sick. Well, and I am the absolute complete like poster child for that. I made a shit ton of money. I worked 
my ass off. I started my business very, very young and I worked 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 and then I got sick. And then I was like, hmm, I wonder why I'm sick. Because my priorities were all completely screwed up, but I didn't know anything other than that because I was raised by two different fathers, both of which were extremely successful and both of which were entrepreneurs who worked in their home office and worked their asses off and drank Chardonnay and vodka on the side to make it happen, right? So I was... Mo- and and my, my one father is wonderful. The other one can go to hell. But my stepfather, who is my dad, he modeled a very, very good work ethic for me. But men's work ethics are very different than women's work ethics, come to find out. And I modeled myself after a man's work ethic. And I only recently figured out that that does not work well for women. It just doesn't. Um, I, I, I don't like working reactively. I don't like working based on what the money is on the bank account. I don't like working on sales leads. This is not who I am. I work on the emotional and the, and the, the abundantly beautiful work that I do for somebody, you know, and the relationship that I build within that client or that relationship within that project or what have you. So, I took some really great things from being raised by two very successful male entrepreneurs and I put them into my world and it came down to, that's not what I should have been doing. I should have been working as a woman. So now here we are and I'm going to be 46 and I'm going, all right, I'm rebooting now in business right now. I have taken everything that I've ever done and I threw it away. And I'm starting from scratch as we're speaking. And it's a beautiful place to be in. And it's a beautiful place to be in in our conversation with you today. Because I think that you're able to help somebody like me bring that abundance and that spirituality behind it and putting that financial side on the very bottom because it's only going to support that growth of finances by doing all the things that you're talking about. And I believe yeah. we should live to work, not live to work, but work to live. And that's you right. Can't yes. Take all your, a pile of money or a pile of clothes or cars with you to the other side. It's about right. how much joy and peace we can cause in ourselves and other people while we're here. And it is the opposite message of society because society is like, yeah. You need this purse and this bag and this jacket and you need to have this kind of a vacation. And, you know, that's consumerism. That is how they sell stuff by making us feel that we're not enough unless we have that. So we get to take our power back and say, no, I, I am enough. I have enough. And I am willing to set myself free from this being the donkey chasing the carrot my whole life and then being 85 years old going, oh, my God, I spent my whole life working and I only have like, you know, one good year left. What am I going to do with it? So we want to enjoy your life while, while we can, while we're here. Yeah. You don't want to be the cliche of like, and all I got was the stupid t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, the whole thing that I went on the trip and all I got was this dumb t-shirt and, and that's, that's something that's insane. I'm so, God, the timing of our conversation is so weird. And that's one of the things I love about this show and meeting people in my world. It's stripping away that stuff. I honestly have more joy in less 
Now, that doesn't mean that we can't go out and buy our bag and have nice things, guys, okay? If that's your jam, great, okay? But that cannot define us. It's not going to define me whether I have a big house or I'm in a one-bedroom apartment. I don't give a shit. I want to be happy and healthy and joyful and have people that love me and support me around me. That is what that is financial success to me because it depends on what you what you what your definition of finance is right. Everybody thinks it's the dollar sign. To me, financial freedom doesn't necessarily mean that you have a lot of shit and you have a lot of money in the bank account. I could be wrong. Success is the amount of joy that you feel because why why do we want the house or the bag or the vacation home so that we'll feel happy? Well, you can find happiness sometimes by simplifying your life. You know, transformation is a process of subtraction, not always addition. And you can find joy just in the simple things. And if you look at underdeveloped countries, a lot of them don't have indoor plumbing. They don't even have, you know, a floor. They're literally sleeping on the dirt and they are way happier than people who have like mansions in Beverly Hills and Greenwich, Connecticut. So it's not the stuff. It's not the acquisition that makes us happy. You know, we can't fill our, the hole in our soul or in our heart with stuff. It is, it is an inside job. Yeah. And you know, I was watching something on the news the other day in regards to the war in Israel, right? And um, I was having a very, very bad day and I was feeling very sorry for myself. We all have them. It's okay. Don't feel bad about it. It happens. But I was particularly feeling sorry for myself. And then I turned on the news because my sweetie is in the news industry. And so by proxy, I am. And there were these little kids that were like, dragging bags of like they, they were like holding bags of bodies of people and they were and they were like six years old and I'm like I think I'm okay <laughs> this yeah. day just shifted in that second because perspective is all of it you know like give me a fucking break I've got there are so many people and I hate like oh well, there's so many people that are hungry without you and they're, yes of course there is and, and we do have to remember that. But it, it, there are those moments that are so humbling where you take yourself out of yourself and go, ugh. And we have to remember to do that. And then we're more grateful what, for what comes to us too. Like, I'm so grateful for you coming into my world. I've never met you had it not been for this show, right? And bringing in a perspective to me and to my listeners and to whoever's going to be in my life after this to show what abundance actually means and what the what what that means to you is different from another person. I don't need a gold toilet to be happy, I can tell you that much. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah. need a toilet. Happiness is not getting what you want, it's wanting what you have and the fastest way Oh, I love that. Get to happiness is to have gratitude for what you have. Yeah. And you know, yeah. we have most of us we have first world problems. And people, you know, yes. like, that are going through war in the Middle East and in Russia and Ukraine, we can't even wrap our head around the hardship and the torture that they're experiencing. They would, they would kill for our problems. Yeah. I'm like, Target didn't have what I wanted today. Yeah. What? Lindsay, get a grip. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny. My nephews, they were complete a-holes all of 2023. They were just getting in trouble like crazy. 
And so I kept telling them, you're not getting anything for Christmas because I'm a major, major gifter. I always, 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 always give my nephews and nieces as much as I possibly can. This Christmas, both boys who continuously got into trouble literally got a piece of coal from me. That's it. And they were pissed. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, boys. Start acting better and be better humans. (laughs) Be better humans. And also, I don't think that you need yet another television. You know, I mean, we just were, we were raising children too in this environment. I don't have children of, of my own, but I, my nieces and nephews, I, I tend to try to at least assist in their, in their well being and their care. But we're raising children. And in my perspective, I think that a lot of what we're doing is we're not producing people that are loving and hopeful and giving people into our society. They're just getting, getting, getting. And I don't know how we're going to shift that. But we, we've got to start somewhere. Um, but by learning within ourselves how to look at abundance and look at what's so positive in our world around us, I think is a huge component of what we need to do as a whole. And us women have to start, you know, we have to drive that. I mean, we do. Who else is going yeah. to do it? Yeah, people are just uh, obsessed with what they want to get instead of what they can contribute. And we do need to, yes. we need to shift from go-getters to go-givers because when, <gasps> when oh, I'm self-obsessed I and focusing only on myself and what I want, then there's never enough. There's never enough of what I want. Yeah. And when I focus on how I can be of service to other people, that's where I try, I find my fulfillment. I love that about the service part because when when I first started doing this, it was kind of like, I didn't know where I was going to go, honestly. I knew that I needed to do what I needed to do, and I wasn't really sure how I was going to do it and what was going to come of it. But what came of it was exactly what you're talking about, is I do this no matter how shitty I feel, no matter matter how much I was crying before I came into the studio, I pull it together and I get here because if I can touch one person, then everything I did today is worth it. Yes. And you're touching a lot of people with this show. Yeah. So, you know, God bless you for showing. So up. are you with your Thank show you. as well. Yeah. Thank you for showing yeah, up. Yeah. We show up. That's the point. Show up. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to look perfect. You don't have to be in a, the best mood. You can be just like you said, coming off a cry like you were before the show, but just <laughs> show up because you never know who's going to hear your message and you could change somebody's life. Absolutely. Even with just a sentence. And I know that my life has been changed by a few sentences. So words are important as well. I want to drive people to your website and you and who you are all about and your abundance that you support for all of us and all the things that we're talking about. How can I get our listeners to find you? Yes, you can go to my website, RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com with a Z. And I'm also, yeah, I'm going to offer your listeners a special (laughs) gift to help your morning practice. I have an amazing abundance journal download. I met this woman at a 12 step meeting when I was a teenager. Her name was Janet. To this day, I think she's an angel because she gave me these life changing journal prompts, which I've been following every day for 30 years. And wow! I added a few of my own, and I now uh, want to share this gift with your listeners. You can do it in the morning or the evening. It doesn't have to be a part of a morning ritual. 
And these are questions that will help you reframe your life from scarcity to abundance, will help you with your gratitude practice and help you with the issues that Lindsay and I have been talking about, like perfectionism. And it's just an amazing journal. And I promise you, if you write in it every day for 10 days, you will have a breakthrough by the end of the 10 days because it's 10 days. Yeah, it's really gonna come on. Yeah, it's going to help you reframe how you think about your life and yourself and your pain. And you're going to go from negative to positive. 10 days, guys. Okay. We are like, oh my God, I don't want to do night. 10 days. We've got this together. I'm in. So if anybody wants to like hop on the bandwagon for 10 days together, I'm in. We can start a date. I will reach out to my sweet little Rebecca and we will figure it out and do something cool with it because that's amazing. Because I think that What's so scary about digging deep within yourself is everybody thinks that it's just like so much work and I've been through so many things and you don't know what I've been through and give me a break on that. We've all been through so much and there's no levels and scales, at least in my mind, as to what like big T, little T, too much this, I don't give a crap about any of that. Give me a break. Everybody experiences their life the way they're going to experience it. And they're going to experience it. I could go through the same thing as you, Rebecca, and you may be completely okay. And I might be totally distraught from the same thing. So we never know what has happened to us. We never know how it's going to affect us. So don't ever judge yourself for feeling gross or icky or scared about something. Face it. And don't be afraid of it because you have support. At least you got two of us broads here. Broads. I just called you a broad. I don't know what age you turn into a broad, but let's just call it 40. (laughs) Okay. There you go. No, but seriously. So thank you so much. So we're going to get your abundance journal out to everybody. You can find her at her, at her website, Rebecca Elizabeth Whitman. That's a Z and Elizabeth.com. She's on all the socials. So there's a little bit of different ones for all of her different socials, but they're all being in, in, in show notes as well as in social. Um, is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with before we hit the dusty trail? I would just tell them to find the joy in the moment because when we think about the future, we get anxious and we get overwhelmed. When we think about the past, often we will be in depression or regret beating ourselves up. But if we just think about the present, what am I doing right now? What am I experiencing with my five senses? What am I seeing, feeling, smelling, tasting, touching? And if the present is too overwhelming, do what we said earlier in the interview, just do what is my next step? Like, what is my next right step? And before you know it, you'll be hitting the pillow at night and you will have had a series of beautiful moments throughout your day. With you by our side. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been nothing but a pleasure. And I've learned so much from you before this episode and clearly during this. Um, Thank you again. And I hope to have you on again. Thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been wonderful. You are exclusively invited to share this joyful and abundant VIP pain journey together. Let's get to the heart of how to heal with you by my side. Do you know somebody that is living in chronic pain or struggling with health challenges or feels like the, feel like they're just not enough and all they're doing is trying to be perfect, being perfect with us here? With Rebecca and Lindsay, we've got you. I would love to connect with you and them DM us, do whatever you need to get in touch with us. We are here 
Follow the Pain Game Podcast wherever you digest your podcast content. We are here. Visit us at thepaingamepodcast.com and follow us on all the socials. Thanks for listening, my little VIPs. Catch you on the other side. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for being a devoted listener to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I so appreciate your subscription, your reviews, sharing this podcast with your friends. And if you feel called to work with me on a personal level, I want to invite you to my Elegant Warrior training. It is starting in mid-January. I will personally help you get all seven areas of your life to a level 10. That includes your spirituality, your emotions, your romantic life, your financial life, get your mindset on track, make sure you have a great community. And this is a seven-week group coaching class. If you want to learn more about it or just meet me, I would love for you to schedule a complimentary breakthrough call. My schedule is very full this year, but I have opened three spots this week to talk to you and just see where you need a breakthrough, where are you feeling stuck in your life. Maybe you need to lose a few pounds. Maybe you're tired of being single, or maybe you're ready to double and triple your finances. So wherever you feel stuck, I'm committed to helping you have a breakthrough on this coaching call. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes in the link tree to schedule that breakthrough call. And if you're interested in learning more about Elegant Warrior Training, I am happy to talk to you about it live, or you can always reach out through my email. Talk to you soon. Keep rocking your goals and keeping your vibe high, and I'll see you next week with another incredible guest.